Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. What's going on, everybody? If you like this show, check out The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's right, Shaq, every Monday at Podcast One. And no, he's not just talking sports. From wacky news stories to dumb entertainment rumors, Shaq is there and he makes fun of everything. Check out The Big Podcast with Shaq at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. And also, remember to rate and review. Come on, it's Shaq. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, from negative to positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you gotta play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Lando's getting a movie. Obi-Wan's getting a movie. Everybody's getting a movie. And guess what? Star Wars Celebration, it's going to Chicago. Are we going to be there? I don't know. Will you? You'll find out soon. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I'm Christian Harloff, a.k.a. Darth Harloff Minor, whatever the hell you want to call me. That's fine. And joined today, as our guest is not here yet, but we got to start the show. I got Mr. Ken Knapsack. Kylo Ken is here. Hello, Ken. What's happening? How are you? Our guest is on the way. I like that. Um, uh, you know, I still love talking Star Wars with you, though. I love talking Star Wars with you. We did our yeah. non-spoiler solo review, yep. which you can find right now. We're going to do the spoiler one once the movie comes out. Which I can't wait, because I think in the non-spoiler one, you and I both were trying so hard to not spoil. We, right. I think there's a lot of things we didn't discuss, but the spoiler one, ooh, we, we dove deep. We dove, we dove deep. deep, and we had two different perspectives, and we yeah. and that'll come out 
Thursday night when the movie comes out, so make sure you look for that. That's a week from today. Mm-hmm. All right, now before we get into this, I want to let you guys know that today's episode of Jedi Council is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Our buddies over at Rode, they are proud to present My Rode Reel. It's the world's largest short film competition. And this year, there's $1 million worth of prizes up for grabs. All you got to do is make a three-minute short film in any genre that you like, a behind-the-scenes video showing a Rode product being used, and you could win big. The entries are open until July 31st, so head on over to MyRoadReel.com, MyRoadReel.com, and get shooting. We're going to put the link in the description, all that stuff, too. Go and do that. The guys at Road are incredible. Love working with them, and they've been big supporters of this show, and you guys should check out. I mean, giving away a lot of cool stuff. All right, let's get into it here. Ken, Time for Star Wars movie news, everything happening in the world of Star Wars movies. And there's that droid, um, MSTH mustache. I have no idea what his name is, and I don't care. Ken, what do you got? I think I started something wrong when I said let's name the droid. It's a great idea. There's been some wonderful suggestions. What do you like? I don't know, because I look at him and go, yeah, that's good. Let's call him Bebop Badoo, and then suddenly mustache. I'm like, ah, kind of like Yeah, Skalisku. You like when I make fun (laughs) of Skalisku. No, I like the the Skalisku, and I like when you call Christian Ruva Club, blah, 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 blah. Christian Ruva, blah, blah, blah. Yes. All right. Star Wars movie news. All right, TMZ, the source of all great Star Wars news, is reporting the, uh, that a newly re- released production bulletin shows that an Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story movie with Stephen Daldry, the once rumored director, uh, is happening. Uh, here's the thing here, and I'm going to click on the story here, and then we're going to dive into this, Christian, because uh, I, I already don't believe this. Now, you don't believe it. Well, in terms of Obi-Wan and development and all that stuff, absolutely right, I believe right. that. You and I, you and I know that. You don't be, believe it's going to production yet. I don't believe this thing is accurate. Okay, why? The synopsis reads as follows. Obi-Wan is on Tatooine being an elusive hermit and stuff, but secretly watches over an infant Luke Skywalker whom he delivered to his uncle. Oh, and tensions between the local farmers and a tribe of sand people, Tusken Raiders, headed by a ruthless war chief, eventually brings Obi-Wan out of hiding into a Jedi mode. Um... That sounds like the comic book that was out. That all, actually, more specifically, but you're right. It sounds like the uh, John Jonathan Jackson Miller Kenobi book, which is right. Legends now, but a lot of people love. I think there's yeah, wires crossed. Wires crossed. Someone's like, they're making a movie, and they put the synopsis into the book. Yes, I don't think that that is a synopsis. I don't think at, at all, unless it was another one of these ruse. Um, but if you, I went, like I said, there was a time where I was gung-ho and said, Obi-Wan is happening. And then right. I was like, I probably, I don't think it's going to happen. After the things that I was hearing about potentially where things were going to go. And then one turn takes another turn, and, and here we are. And I think that this thing is going to go into production mm-hmm. sooner than later. And it kind of has to if you're looking at uh, the 2020 date that I believe that they're aiming for. And Ewan McGregor was the, – the silliest thing I heard, though, because mm. Ewan McGregor was at the Han Solo premiere. Yeah. Um, and people – and. People said, well, that means he's doing Obi-Wan. It doesn't necessarily, and that's not what I'm saying, it's silly. That's yeah. actually, he's there. He's part he's of the family. Part right? of the family. He's probably having, been having conversations for a long time. They're probably amping up a little more. The silly thing I heard was, he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> so that means it's not happening. The guy can grow a beard overnight. I, I, if I shaved now, tomorrow, I'd have a Santa Claus beard. Right. So, yeah. Right. Right, so it's yeah. like so that, that means nothing. But so yeah. don't don't read into that at all. But I think that they're going to have to make an announcement. Now, what I was thinking was that were they going to? I mean, they could make the announcement at Star Wars Celebration. Right, they could hold it for that because then it would be 
less than two years before the movie comes out. Mm, yeah. Right? Um, but I think they're going to make that announcement sooner than later. I think they're, whether I don't think it'll happen at Comic-Con, but kind of around that situation because it, because – after episode nine, as of right now, nothing yeah, else comes out. Nothing officially. It's going to be Bob Iger ordering coffee, who tells the barista, <laughs> yeah, we're making an Obi-Wan movie. By the way, that's not even Iger's voice, but that's the character of Uncle Bob we've yeah. created here on but Jedi what, Council. But when do you think they're going to make that announcement, um, if at all? I don't. It's funny. San Diego Comic-Con, the granddaddy of them all, which has a lot of history for Star Wars, is not the place now for a lot of these studios, no. right? They're pulling out of Hall H, a lot of these big folks, uh, Marvel, all that kind of stuff. So I don't necessarily think it's it makes sense, but I wonder if Star Wars Resistance is going to be the push there. You might be right. They might hold out either an Uncle Bob call or Star Wars Celebration to give it something yeah. big, build up that anticipation. And I think that one of the things that, that builds it up, and I think why people will be excited for this movie, more so than, let's say, like, again, this is a not possible because of the way nature works, but if they mm. would have announced a young Han Solo movie with Harrison Ford when Harrison right. Ford was younger, then obviously people get excited for that movie. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to see this movie, yourself being one of those people, mm. and enjoy the movie, really like it a lot, and and say Alden was, was great. Mm. But what I mean, though, is never played the role before and had to win yeah. people over, as where Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan. Yeah. I mean, he had to win people over in the prequels. He did it. And he yeah. also had a, the benefit of winning them over. I mean, because Alden had to do it about five years before the Han that we met. Yeah. Or five to seven years. As where Ewan McGregor had all these decades oh, to, yeah. to create this, this younger version of Obi-Wan. And now he gets to kind of transition into both of them. So that's why I never agreed with Ryan Johnson's thing. of Like, oh, we couldn't put Ewan McGregor as a force ghost because he wouldn't. Because he wouldn't be able to pull off the older version. It's, that, that's, that's silly. I think that he'll be able to do it if, in the transition period of it. I think we're going to get him not right after Sith. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be maybe five years. Like I'm talking about like right after. It's not going to be right after. He'll be on Tatooine for like oh, a you're so, but, but So in the 19 years between, you're, you're angling towards Sith closer than New Hope. Because part of the story, which I thought was yeah. not my favorite, even though I'm so behind this movie, is oh, it would be close to the events of New Hope. And I'm like, nah, nah, then nah. you have to cast a younger Luke. I mean, yeah. you can cast a five-year-old Luke, and yeah. who cares? You, yeah, yeah. you start casting a, a 17-year-old Luke, then you run into the same kind of, well, wait a minute. Yeah. It's not Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Um, but, but Obi-Wan movie, I think, is going to happen sooner than later. Later, the announcement, we will see. I don't think they're going to hold out the celebration, but who the hell knows? Because well, we're going to talk about celebration yeah, a lot yeah. in a bit. Uh, all right, what's next? Well, let's keep in this uh, standalone movie type of thing that's going on here. This was, uh, you know, funny how Star Wars news can catch fire and, and grow based on, on things that are, are wrong. This was, uh, you know, the, the Lucasfilm crew is over there at the Cannes Film Festival right now, and a, I think it was a French magazine interviewed Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, Premier Magazine. Well, that's not French, but I think it was a French reporter. Right, that right. story's I've been reading it this morning here. Right. You're all right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I I'm halfway through this cup of Java juice. Yeah. Uh, Java juice. Is that boba? Boba, boba. Uh, it's not boba. Right. Uh, let's just start out. Are we live? Oh, no, we're, we're live. live. No. Right. Uh, so, hey, Ka- this, is, this is the quote that was attributed to Kathleen Kennedy. We think that the next spinoff will be dedicated to Lando Calrissian. Uh, of course, there's so many stories to tell about Han and Chewbacca, but Lando will be next. And so that kind of... I mean, if you're just hearing that quote, you would think it, but this isn't how Lucasfilm announces things. It's either Bob Iger, the jokes yeah. about IgerCon, yeah. or or Kathleen Kennedy is usually very careful with the way that she prepared says statements right. on StarWars.com, yeah. right. Star Wars show, all that kind of stuff. Um, so this has since been Lucasfilm rep told Polygon that Kennedy's quote was mistranslated. Mm-hmm. Kennedy said a Lando spinoff is something she'd like to do one day in the future, but isn't the next movie per yeah. se. io9 was the first to report that. So. Um, 
It, it does beg the question, and, and I know we're not here to talk about Solo and, and spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a Lando movie makes sense even going into this movie, right? I'll tell you why I think that I'm on board with a Lando movie, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with how incredible Donald Glover was in the role, because he was. Yeah. It's the comic book. Yeah. The comic book convinced me that Lando could really, his story could intertwine with overall lore. If they do, yeah. because of the things that he's done as a smuggler, as his, himself getting into this power, this power position in Cloud City and Bespin, like that's a story I want to see. I want to see. I'm glad that they held out the Lobot stuff and Lo, and you know, like mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. see what happens with Lobot. I want to see yeah. what happens. You know, in the comic book, like they held it out as far as yeah, like, yeah in the comic book, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I want to see what they're gonna do with. All of that, and mm-hmm, I th- mm-hmm. and there's things that happen in the comic with Sith relics and, and stuff oh, of that great nature. Stuff. So, absolutely, the thing that I just want to make sure that any production company doesn't do, because Donald Glover is one of the most talented people on the planet. Yeah, in general, and he's charismatic, and he and he, he 134 million views on his cultural yeah. watershed of a moment video. He is, he absolutely is Lando in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is, and. He could and should be able to get a chance to play him again. Mm-hmm. What I'm always worried about with production companies is the fact that they say, well, this guy's hot right now. Or right, this right, girl's right, right. hot right now. Let's make a movie about them. What's it about? Who cares? And I'm not saying that they're doing that. Right. And I think that if that initial report was true, then I would feel that way. But I don't. It's not true. They're going to develop it. They're going to say, what's the right story to tell? Because, again, with... I will say this, and I don't even think I said this in either one of our reviews. Mm-hmm. I think that the solo film, the solo, the story that they told mm-hmm. was the right story for them to tell mm-hmm. for Han Solo. What, what, you know, regardless of what I think overall execution was, I think that the story yeah. that they told was the right story. They find the right take for Lando, then why shouldn't they? But not right away. Don't, don't rush it. I agree with that, too. Don't, don't rush it in. And I think the story, you know, it's interesting, I think the story could be before the events of Solo. It could be after the events of Solo. It could be closer. It could be, you know, uh, you know I don't want to say necessarily between yeah. Careful. New Hope and right. Empire. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no, no, no. Between New Hope and Empire. Um, last shot, the book. It's, there's all these yep. timelines to play around yep. with. That's the point there. Um, I agree with you there. Yeah, and I think, I absolutely think Lucasfilm does want this. They've wanted this. This isn't some idea where they saw the dailies and went, oh, I think along the I mean, you get a, a star like Donald Glover, who is um, just he's you see you watching this guy just continue to elevate his his impact, his skill, the things he's putting out there and the various he's he's Lando. You got Atlanta. He's writing, you know, uh, even though it didn't go the Deadpool animated series right, that right, was right. well received. And, and this this music video. Um, and, and he's this isn't like he just got into music. Obviously, Childish Gambino has been this thing. So you've got this guy. It makes sense. But I agree with what you're saying. Don't just like there's this guy. Toss Do him it. in. And it doesn't seem like that's what they're no, doing no, no, at, you're not, at no, all, no. at all. And I just I just you always want to be careful with that. And I think mm-hmm. that you develop it you, and you find the right place for it. It does go back to my initial argument that I've been talking about for years here is mm-hmm. where, where's the time for it? It's also yeah. one of the reasons that you sign these guys to multiple movies so you mm-hmm. can do stuff like this. But where's the time? Let's say Obi-Wan happens in 2020. Yeah. Then Benioff and Weiss movie. If they still do the Ryan Johnson trilogy, but it seemed like, doesn't seem like that's going to stop. And you got, yeah. you got the Ryan Johnson trilogy. You got this. Where do you fit it? You got to eventually do if, if I mean, you're either yeah. going to do two movies a year 
Or one of those movies isn't going to come out until like, forever. <laughs> it's, it's it's the Lando movie. He's eighty, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or he could play Lando down yeah. the line. But it's like, but seriously, two thousand twenty we think is Obi Wan. Yeah. Right. Well, two thousand nineteen, episode nine. Two thousand twenty is Obi Wan. Right. We think. We think. Yeah. Two thousand twenty one. Let's say Benioff and Weiss. Right. Two thousand twenty two. We'll say Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And then Lando at two thousand twenty three. I mean, yeah. that's that's a, that's a while away. Oof. It's a while yeah. away. So you would think. If because these movies make a lot of money, and yeah. this is another thing I don't remember where I was. It was movie talk. I think it was here last week. I just said like, um, yeah, it was here. It's like I I was wrong in where I thought that the buzz wasn't too big on Solo before a lot of the trailers came out, and I thought it was not going to open up big. It's going to open up huge. It's going to open up over like one fifty, one sixty million on opening weekend. And mm-hmm. as far as box office goes, Star Wars is still Teflon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think that when, as you see this, and you see more people are still going to see them, they're, they're going to December is going to come out next year, episode nine. That's going to obliterate records. Mm-hmm. Two movies a year is still possible. Do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah whether or not you want it, or not whether or not I want it, or not, it's a different thing. I mean, again, it's always a weird thing. Like, do I do I not want two Star Wars movies a year? No, I see both of them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we we get that. The jokes aside, yeah, I, I just would like to keep it to one because because the books, the comics, the TV yeah. shows. I, I'm not burnt out. I have moments right. where I'm burnt out. I'll be honest with you. I have moments. I. I picked up a book about Wyatt Earp and read that because yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I, that, that's why I was delayed on Last Shot a little bit because I was like, I just want to read something else. Sure. Um, the comics, too. I'm behind. I'm so behind on the comics. I just caught up with Dr. Afro. We'll talk about that stuff again. Yeah. And part of that is because I just easing, easing, easing off a little bit. Right. Well, but I'm know, still excited. Point being, two movies. I'm excited. I just, yeah. But you know what's funny about yeah. that, though? We did get two. We've already gotten two movies a year. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. think about it, within the first, we, we right. had two movies a year already because Last Jedi came out in December. Yeah. This movie came out in May. Oh, it feels like it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's how it feels. If you look at timeline, like you yeah. look at a matter, we got we, within six months. It's, you know, it's, it's the old school year calendar. I used to think the year ran from September uh, to, the, no, Joe, the, sorry, come on in. Come on in. Come on in, buddy. We just, we just That's got started. That's on our production team. That's a, no. I blame Adam. What's up, uh, man? What's up, man? How are you? I'm so sorry for being late. That's You're all right. I love you guys. I've been wanting to be on this show for a while. And what do I do? I get lost in the neighborhood. You know, because Burbank is really confusing, I guess. <laughs> it's it a horrible grid. I had a map well, on an email. Well, but now so you're gonna, here. I'm here. You're, yeah, you, good you, to see you, it, man. Very excited. You follow the navigation. I haven't seen you since uh, Rome in the Halls of Defy with me, right. man. Yes. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's good to be here. I'm excited to talk about some Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So um, we're, we're just talking about um, right now the possibilities of, uh, of two movies a year with Star Wars, right? Because that's if a lot you, of Star Wars. Well, it is a lot, but the reason why we said. We're not really, neither one of us is necessarily lobbying for it, but if you think about it, Obi Wan movie probably gonna get announced, and if it does, it comes out in 2020. You got 2021, which is probably a Benioff and Weiss movie. Mm-hmm. 2022 is most likely one of the Ryan Johnson movies, right? Or, or which is exciting, yeah. And then 2024, maybe a Lando movie. Who knows? Yeah, but. In between, when, when is the time for it? How do you announce more? And the other argument is that if you look at it, we were already kind of within a year period. We've had two movies already within a year. Last year, yeah, came out in December. Very close. This movie comes out in May. So that is a year. Is t- the, that is, that is within May. a year's time. Now, my question is, I think after everybody sees Solo, I think it's going to be very revealing on how people really take to... 
the Star Wars stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of like Rogue One was great, um, but there there was a divide where it's like oh yeah it's it's Star Wars but you know it's it's other Star Wars and and do people want. Well, people want Ewan McGregor to be Obi-Wan, but, like, do we want a Yoda movie? I, I, I still don't think people are sold on Star Wars side stories, stories yet. I mean, well, I mean, look, the argument against that could be the fact that even though Rogue One may have had the conversations, it still made a ton of money. I mean, Absolutely. A lot of money. Well, Star Wars will always make money. Like, literally yeah. the, the divide for Last Jedi and how much money that made. So, well, I mean, that's the thing is that so with that and a business side of things is that why wouldn't you make these side stories if they're making? I think the more the argument is that if you see Solo, it comes out, it opens up like the 150 to 160 they say it is, and then it hits close to a billion dollars. Then they're going to try everything that, yeah. and they should. They have to, yeah. They have to ride that train. Now, yeah. I love Star Wars. Right. Yeah. I want all of the Star Wars movies. I'll take it. I'm just curious to see. Like, we haven't hit superhero fatigue. We get like six superhero movies a year. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why 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 couldn't we do that? With yeah, Star and the Wars? thing with, with the thing with the comic book movies is that they're serialized right now. I mean, yeah. well, at least the Marvel ones, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel to ones, where yeah. we we are we're getting a story that. Serve, each movie serves the previous one in one way or another, and then ultimately leads up to this big thing in the Avengers, which is what we got. And if you look at Star Wars as a whole, it kind of does the same thing. Yeah. Because even though Solo is a standalone movie, it links into the other mm-hmm. trilogy that or yeah. the other movies that we've seen in general and mm-hmm. other things that we've seen before, too. So it all combines itself. It's just a matter of how they strategize, market it, and we're going to get a couple more announcements, I think, sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, like you said, the Yoda movie, it becomes a punchline, right? Like, is, is the gonk droid going to get a movie? Right. And I think the key, what Lucasfilm has to do, and I, I think they have been, Rogue One's an example of, uh, it isn't just, you get a movie, you get a movie, we make those jokes, but it's like, what's the story where Yoda's centered in it? What's the right. story where job is a Jabba gangster film is a good idea to yeah. me, not a Jabba origin? I think it's how yeah. you phrase it, too, and how you produce those stories. Because mm-hmm. that, that made me think, when you said like the Yoda movie, like I don't want a Yoda origin movie, but a story where a younger Yoda is part of it. Yeah, yeah and it also depends that. on writers and directors. And if you start to hear like, yeah. you know, like again, I don't think Dave Filoni is getting a live action movie until he directs his episode of the Favreau thing and knocks it out of the park. But if you heard something as a Star Wars fan, right, not mm-hmm. maybe a casual fan that's not aware of it, but if you heard Dave Filoni was going to direct the live action Yoda movie, you might go. Well, I want to see what that's going to look like because it's Dave Filoni, and he knows who knows the lore better than him, except George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. So um, right. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of things that can happen, will happen, and it's exciting time to be a Star Wars fan, regardless. Would you want more stories where it's centered around a main character, or would you like something where it's like Rogue One, where it's like, oh, that thing that was happening over there, now we get to see what that was? I think it's a mixture of both. I think that sometimes people just jump to, well, they're making the universe too small if they just uh, just focus on Obi-Wan. I think if they just did movies on characters, then it's keeping it small. But they're clearly mm-hmm. not doing that because Ryan Johnson stuff is going to take place and, play, and introduce new characters we've never seen right. before. The Benioff and Weiss stuff, I believe, is going to happen years before any of this stuff ever, ever happened. This TV show is going to explore new characters inside the time period we're familiar with. So why not then lead into new uh, you know, episodes with characters that we do know? There is a yeah. lot, and I think yeah. that is very exciting. It yeah. is. All right, Ken, what's next? Next story, uh, news that was confirmed by our friends over at the Star Wars show. We definitely know where we're going for Star Wars Celebration 2019. Chicago, 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 McCormick Place, the big convention center there. 
will be the location. And it's going to run. Are you ready for this, Christian? Five days. Wow, April 11th to April 15th, 2019. Tickets will go on sale June 5th at 10 a.m. Pacific time on StarWarsCelebration.com. So, all right, we knew it was coming. We kept wondering where. Yeah, and we got a report. It's on Dantooine. Yeah. On Dantooine. Yes. And yes. Dantooine was Anaheim. I thought uh, I was going south on the five. We all did. And we Too were, bad. and we were, it, it seemed the rebel reports said Dantooine. <laughs> and then at the last minute, threw the us next off time I and, see that person, I'm going to be like, you're far too trusty. Yeah. Um, but anyway, point is that Anaheim is not happening, and which is shocking to me, mm-hmm. not only because we were told, look out. It's going to be an Anaheim. It's uh, it's more that it is um, that it's not happening on Anaheim because of the park opening the same year. Yeah. And granted, I think that the park opens at the end of the year next year, right? Is it end 2019, of year? yeah. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was summer. Maybe summer was like... You might be right, but, I, but okay, yeah, right, right. even so, let, let's say that it's summer. Even yeah. more so than the, the celebrations mm-hmm. in April. Why not put it in Anaheim? But they want to go to Chicago. They're going for five days. Woo. Five days is a lot because you and I were talking about before, when you get to that fourth day, it's like being in Vegas. You're just like, woof. Okay, <laughs> I was still here. Wow, four <laughs> days yeah. in Vegas. That's, that's exhausting. That's a lot. Well, think about Comic-Con. That's... Yeah. Four days. Wednesday, ish. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's kind of five. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and my my schedule for Comic-Con normally is, I don't, I don't, I don't do Wednesday. I'll get there yeah. Thursday. Okay. And then I'll leave Sunday morning so that's I can it. beat the traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And even that, that small window of really just like three days that I really do it, that's too much. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. But the thing yeah. is, but here's why five days to me makes sense. They did not have one this year. Uh, there yeah. was no, there was none whatsoever. So, there is going to be tons to talk about. There's yeah. going to be a lot. Because the thing is, you don't want to do five days if mm-hmm. your panels are just going to be, well, this is what they did in the episode of The Clone Wars <laughs> five years ago. Because that's fun for hardcore fans. But what Star Wars Celebration has become since the purchase of Lucasfilm from Disney, it has become a news source for the yeah. – it has absolutely been a fan celebration. There's no doubt about that. But they learned their lesson big time in, from – if you looked at what the, the – no news really at all except Thrawn at, right. in London and how bad they got smashed for that right. to all the great news they gave us in Orlando and oh, the yeah. stuff that they did in Orlando, the trailers that they gave us. Episode 9 trailer will, will drop. At, uh, and you'll you'll get a lot of episode nine stuff oh, yeah. in in April because the movie comes mm-hmm. out then yeah. in December. Um, if Obi Wan has been announced, you might get an Obi Wan panel. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever the movie is that's coming out in 2020, right. you'll get a panel about it the same the same way. You'll get a conversation about it. The new animated series, John Favreau series, yep. the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's new comics, new novels like. That's when you start to say, okay, this is, I understand the five days because now you can dedicate each day yeah. to these things. Do you think five days, we're, we're on the same page when it's yeah. going to feel like a lot, but as far as a media, as far as giving the fans five days of quality stuff, does it work? That, that's, I still think very, it, it's still very spread out. Uh, and you're right, there is enough to talk about that time period. Uh, refresh my memory. When is. The uh, celebration April, April 11th, 11th, 11th 15th, 15th. Yeah, and and then uh, n- um, episode nine. Uh, episode nine in December. December. So it is December. It's not a May release. No, it's December next year. Okay, it was May, and then when JJ got got it, he needed a little more time. He pushed, so he it, pushed it back. December. Okay, yeah. so that's where we are with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you dedicate each day to like a different medium of Star Wars, I 
Yeah, yeah. There's definitely enough to cover. Why not the Ryan Johnson stuff? Yeah. You know, maybe you get more from him. Why not the the Benioff and Weiss stuff? I mean, there's there's so much. I mean, if they do a Lando movie, there's so much. To the, they're not going to have a lack of stuff because Battlefront Three. Ba- they, might, they might do some video stuff on the video game though. side. Right. right. I mean, games, novels, books, television shows. Um, I mean, because Favreau said that he, you know, because Dan Casey over at Nerdist talked about the television show with him. Right. And he said, and we reported, not reported, but we yeah. speculated on this show a couple, that it would take place after Jedi. Mm-hmm. He said that he's got six scripts done already. It takes place after Jedi. Mm-hmm. And that's now he's done mm-hmm. with six scripts. When does that show go into when, – when does it launch? 2019 or 2020? Whenever. Maybe, do we see something from that show? Right. You know, there's, do we get director announcements? Do we, there's, there's so much that they can announce. Now, now. even mm. though you could spread it out over five days, could you still accomplish all the information in three days? That's a lot. That's a lot. And depending, on what, depending on what they are talking about. Mm-hmm. If it's all the stuff we just mentioned, let's say – it's all out there, and they're going to talk about the Benioff and Weiss. They're going to talk about Johnson. They're going to talk about Obi-Wan. They're going to talk about both the TV shows. Um, that's a lot to cover in yeah. that yeah. To, to have that big, big news um, because yeah. of the, the two TV shows, the movies, and then something else. Maybe they make another announcement, mm-hmm. some, something huge, which is usually what they do every time. Uh, then they'll do some kind of big whatever concert thing or whatever yeah, they're going to do. Open and yeah. closing ceremonies. Yeah. It's the Olympics now. It's, yeah, it's, it's two it weeks, is. though. Disney made it big. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> yeah, five days. Five days for this makes sense to mm-hmm. me, considering all the stuff that they have coming out. Is yeah. it? You, uh, is it weekday or does it spill into the weekend? Uh, it ends on Monday. So oh, it ends on Monday. Monday's okay. the last day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> get a babysitter. E yeah. three wow. is is. Four days, five days. Yeah, that, that's like a, that's yeah, a that's during like a, the week that's thing. A midweek, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's work, yeah. Well, and you are covering the news, and I yeah. wonder if they're going to take the same approach where it's like we mm. we want this to be like like you're working. There's going to be a lot of news to be reporting I, on. Right. I think they have to at this point. I think for because when you're the, their their ultimate goal, as it should be, is to please those fans mm. that get those tickets. It's mm. to say to them, "You are Star Wars fans," because the energy in a Star Wars celebration is unlike anything that I've ever been to. That's yeah, true. every year that I've gone, um, it, it feels way more like this kind of big, huge family that is welcoming each other, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that they have to direct towards. It's about giving the fans back. Yeah, and they will do that. That's absolutely what they will do. But to your point, they are going to want to. Break some news and tell us now because there's so many questions. We we have we have no answers right now. We don't need them right now, but we have no right. answers right now except episode nine comes out, Filoni show comes out, and we know now where Fab show lands. Yeah, we should have a lot more. I think the the big focus will be the uh, the TV shows on this Disney streaming service. I think that's going to be not episode big nine. You think episode nine? I I think by then, like we'll have a lot. I'm sure we'll get a trailer. Yeah, but I think. Maybe panel, I think their big push is going to be the streaming service because that, that's a yeah. that's not only a big Star Wars thing, that is a big Disney thing. Yeah. And so they want all eyes towards that new platform because that is going to define the future of, of, of well, cable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually Thursday is like their big kick ass kind of day. Yeah. Like it's like the, they opened it up, I think, with Last Jedi last, last time, I think. I can't remember. Oh, no, wasn't that the 40th? 
Was it? Oh, it was the, the 40th panel yeah. came right, first, right. Last, then, Jedi. Then last Jedi. You're yeah. right. You're right. Because, and then I think that the first or second day, I can't remember, because the Force Awakens stole Celebration as mm-hmm. it, well, not stole it. it 2015, it, it yeah. Was, yeah. It was. It was Celebration. So yeah. everybody talked about because that's where we got Chewy. We're home. We got, yeah. That was the first time we got that. 2016 is when Thrawn stole the show, mm-hmm. and that was on a Saturday when they did the Rebels panel, because Fridays when they did Rogue One, they had nothing to do. Yeah. They had yeah. nothing to show. And then last year, obviously, was Last Jedi, and everybody talked about that trailer. And and the and the um, the celebration and, and John Williams coming out playing yeah. for the tribute to Remember Carrie Fisher. Remember when celebrations only happened when movies were coming out yeah. that year? It was like yeah. every three years yep. we get a celebration. Well, yeah, they around the break. Long have been the time. Yeah. So well, anyway, that's it. Five days full of Star Wars celebration, and we've been asked, "Are we going to go?" And we're planning on it. I mean, sure. that's, the plan is that we're we're going to go. Hey, Chicago's a fun place to visit. It's Why fun. Not? And mm-hmm. you know, people were asking because last year we did a Star Wars schmodown, and there were 700 people in the room. We turned away like 700 because we couldn't fit anybody. And our, we're going to get a bigger room, and we're going to do a Star Wars... We'll do a Star Wars match for sure. Mm-hmm. We just got to lock it down. Mm-hmm. And we've got to see who's going, who's not going, okay. and whether or not we get invited anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, what's next? Hey, right, let's talk a little solo. Uh, yeah, we don't want to spoil anything. The movie is still uh, set to be released to the public in, uh, wow, over a week. It's kind of crazy. That premiere was so early. But yeah, that premiere came was, before Deadpool, it was, and yeah. Deadpool comes out first. Yeah. Right. Pretty interesting. Uh, but we got some solo Star Wars story stuff. The movie is over at the Cannes Film Festival. Now, I say Cannes. Do you say Cannes? Cans? No, I don't say cans. I either say I usually say con or can, but I wouldn't say cans. Cans? Uh, I, I pronounce cans. it con. Con. Yeah. I just Sorry, follow whatever no, Scott Manson. Pronounce the s. I, I think it's, that's why I say con. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, whatever Scott Manson and Leisha Malone tell me is that's what I what say. That's yeah, what yeah, I say. Yeah. But anyway, solo a Star Wars story uh, was there at the seventy first International Film Festival, and uh, well, it was yeah, well received. Yeah. Ron Howard got a five minute standing ovation yeah. afterward, but report. Say that the, the the crowd stopped short of the unadulterated enthusiasm reportedly exhibited by fans at last week's Hollywood World premiere. I thought this was interesting. I think Revenge of the Sith was the last time a Star Wars film was at this festival, um, but there they are. And I loved uh, a lot of people talking about Thandie Newton's dress yeah. has all uh, the the uh, black characters in Star Wars, the figures on the dress. It's a beautiful dress, wonderful dress. It, it, I think that stole the the, yeah. the appearance here. A lot of people talking about that. Look how uh, oh, they just look good. Look how good. They got they got Jonas and Chewy there, and together. That's together, kind of, that's kind of breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Deadpool style. Chewy's yeah. real. Um, Anyways, yeah. I, I the thing is, you mentioned you know the last time we saw this was Revenge of the Sith. It was yeah. also the last time that um, that a Star Wars movie opened up in May. Yeah. So you know, that's that's true. Right. That's valid. So yeah, that's a really good point. So you know, I think that if. Any of those movies, Last Jedi or um, hmm. any of those movies would have opened up in, in December. That, yeah. or, excuse me, in May. I think that they probably would, would have made more sense. Yeah. At Con as well. Um, this is cool. I mean, it's exciting. Anytime you see stormtroopers all over a red carpet. I mean, we went to the premiere and you see them. All, it, it, if you're at a Comic-Con, if you're at the best Comic-Con or the worst Comic-Con <laughs> and you see a stormtrooper walking around, you get, a, you get the feels. Yeah, you get yeah. It. yeah, and it's cool to, to do that at, the, at, this, at this festival. And I think the fact that they got the standing O. And Ron Howard's a respected filmmaker. It, it, <laughs> It was exciting to now, see. That. He's the first director for Star Wars to be to have an Academy Award, right? This is the in his back pocket. Yeah, that would make well, some I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean, unless you, I mean, that that actually directed. For, yeah, the movie right. because Lucas doesn't have any. Lucas, no, no, right? His, his yeah. editors won all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, so now, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I don't know anything. But okay. I just, I'm very yeah. excited because 
of that one fact that that it is an Academy Award winning director mm-hmm. now doing Star Wars. And, and like normally, you get any switch up with a director, and you're like, "All right, here we go. That that scene is because uh, mm. uh, well, it works out." Mm. But because right. it's Ron Howard, I'm I'm very excited. So good on him for that that, that standing though. Yeah. yeah. All I right. Think, I think it was a good decision to bring in the old veteran to, to guide the team to the the sure. end zone there at the end. Um, nice. uh, speaking of solo, and speaking of that director chain change uh, and the chain game of the rest of uh, the directors are Jonathan Kasdan, John Kasdan, who co-wrote the movie with his father, Lawrence Kasdan, who Jonathan still refers to as Larry in interviews, mm-hmm. which is one of my most favorite things when he's talking about Larry. I, do you talk to your, do you refer to your dad by his first name when you're, do I? No. No, I don't. I, I call mine Vader. Pops. Vader. Yeah, Pops. Right. Pops. Dad. Uh, anyways, it's, it's actually, I actually think it's, it's really great that he does. Um, and he had this to say about the director change, which is Lord Miller, of course, being removed and Ron Howard being brought in there. God, I remember when that shot was the first pro- promotional thing know, we saw. I remember, yeah. Wow. Um, he said, well, it was excruciating. It was painful for everyone involved and was really the last thing I think anyone wanted. There was no one involved in this movie who was hoping that this would go down this way and given the reality of the situation what did happen i think we ended up with someone we barely even deserved he was so wonderful referring yeah. to ron howard so uh that and we got uh, we got another story shortly about amelia uh, clark uh mm-hmm. referring to the same thing uh people finally talking about this a little bit more about mm-hmm. how it went what did down. she say well yeah she says that there was she talked about confusion yeah on the set. This is uh, reading a story here from Metro over in the UK. Uh, Amelia Clark admits early mood on Solo Star Wars set was one of confusion and she said uh, this is what she said when Ron Howard came in. He took us all in and listened to everyone. She revealed speaking on Tuesday during an hour long talk uh, she also alluded to substantial reshoots under Howard claiming that they sh- when, when they reshot she thought this is what Amelia Clark said she thought yes thank goodness I did not do that well referring to the stuff that had been shot before. before. And yeah. it's still nice, you know, it's not yeah. a... That's a slam. It's yeah. not a slam no, on yeah. Lord Miller, but a lot of other people have been even more yeah. vague on it. The key word is confusion. That's confusion. The, that's the well, key word. Yeah, and I, I love... Lord Miller, uh, and mm-hmm. I also love to say their names together because it sounds like he. There's one person Lord who's Miller. just really yeah. in charge of it's everything. Like Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I love their work. I think that they're really good. They do have a very different style, and they sometimes want to pull more from from their actors and kind of let them take a direction. And that could be very confusing, as the word says, yeah. uh, for for some actors who are used to things a very specific way. And mm-hmm. and they and this doesn't make anyone less of an actor or more of an actor. It's just. Sometimes you, the director says, I want this and I need this. And you're like, all right, cool, I can make that happen. Mm. Other times it's like, hey, all right, let's try it this way. Okay, I don't know. Maybe let's, let's see what this comes together. And I, mm-hmm. I like to trust in Lord and Miller because uh, they've done some great stuff. But I, I can see where it would be confusing. It's just a different style. And I, I think that is ultimately why they were let go. It's just it didn't work for Disney either. Yeah. So. No, it didn't. I think the confusing element is also because I think that I just think they were in over their head when it came down to and so that's what the reports happen to, a lot of them say that they it's just they didn't understand like they didn't know the scale Oh, and they're used mm. to doing stuff like 21 Jump Street, 22 mm. Jump Street, like a movie where they, like you said, they can play in their own sandbox and mm. kind of, well, try this, do that, whatever, just go with it. Cameras go, go. We know that we need to hit there, very like, Kirby enthusiasm style. <laughs> and when we get there, we get there. And from 
again, you believe all the reports. That's what they tried to do here. And Kazin's like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and Kazin wasn't having it. And I'm sure his son wasn't having it. And yeah. you're never going to hear those reports. You're yeah. never going to hear the reports yeah. of just like Kazin was pissed off. <laughs> and he's like, that's my script. And where's my script? And then Ron Howard's like, all right, Larry, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot your script. And he shot yeah. his script. And that's yeah. what he did. And I think the Lord and Miller just probably had a different idea of mm-hmm. what they were going to do. And I, I think that that's, that's on everybody involved, though. Mm-hmm. Because like, mm-hmm. the conversation should have been had of, you know, are you going to shoot the script? No, we're not. We're going we're gonna to shoot a lot. Of, but we, but do, we have the, do we have the power to improv? Right. If they say, yeah, you know, have some fun with it. That's yeah. don't worry, We're going to have some fun with it. If they say, no, stick to the script. Lord Miller can either say we're out mm-hmm. yeah. or they could stick to the script. So something happened and it was just a mess and it was confusing. Yeah. Do they still have Flash? They don't have Flash. No, anymore, right? they don't no I don't know what yet. they're working on right now. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. something, you know, those guys are very talented. They'll, oh, yeah. they'll bounce back from yeah. it like that. Um, but, you know, I, I was talking to Copster and Copster's like, oh, I wanted to see what, uh, what their version would be like now. I don't. I mean, after hearing, again, the reports of the fact that it was like this kind of like Mm-hmm. Maybe the Ace Ventura analogy is a little too extreme, but that it was more goofy. I, I like I liked the the Star Wars humor that was in the movie. That's yeah. not that's one of that's not really one of the things I had an issue with. So yeah. I uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad that it, that Ron Howard was the guy that that got a hold of it and that Kazan and those guys wrote it and that's the movie they wanted. That's the movie yeah. they got. There there yeah. there probably is a great Star Wars story uh, that I would <laughs> love uh, Lord Miller to do. Um, I. I, I not a Han Solo one, though. Right, yeah. right. Interesting yeah. choice. That Is that everything? Uh, we got one final story. I'm going, to, I'm going to skip down to the last one here, Cody. Uh, this is about the fun little moment. Uh, our friend Ash Crossan uh, was there for this. ET Online oh, right, was right, doing right. the interviews uh, for the press stuff over in Pasadena, and Cameron Matheson was interviewing Alden Ehrenreich, and Harrison Ford himself surprised Alden. Yeah. And I loved what Harrison said in this moment about how he loved what Alden did with the character, uh, and I believe uh, you know this moment was very genuine. A lot, a lot of people were saying, "Well, there's a camera." Kind of thing. Such a dopey comment. I saw someone going, "That was pre-planned." No, I mean to the production team. It yeah, was production yeah. team. Ron Howard had to tweet out, "Yes, right. everyone, but all the new." Everyone knew. Our friend Ash was there. Maybe next Except time she's on, she can give us the details. Yeah. But like, it was so silly. Like that. That was that was planned. Yeah, to everyone else except Alden. That's the whole point. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna prank somebody, all right, you guys come in, have the boom ready, so just in case when he's not ready, yeah. it. He, I mean, he was genuinely shocked. Next, you're gonna tell me that Pawn Stars is not <laughs> planned. Uh, but I do like how you phrased it, and and the thing that you liked mm-hmm. about it was was Harrison saying that he liked what he did with the with his character and everything. Right. Whereas I saw some articles and the headline was uh, Harrison Ford tells new Han Solo to get out of his life. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not the thing to take away from that. Right, right. Clearly doing grumpy Harrison. Joking. Yeah. Uh, me and Harrison do the great right. grumpy characters, right? Well, and they, they knew that too, but yeah. they were clickbait. Clickbait. They were yeah. clickbait. clickbait. And clickbait. They, uh, but yeah, the, the fact that they had that conversation, that was a nice moment. I was shocked that Harrison Ford was at the junket, yeah. but not at the premiere. I thought that he would have shown up at the premiere, but the fact that he plane to fly or something. I told, I was telling Thad about it. Like we were having a bet that night. Like who do you think is going to be there? I said, well, George Lucas will definitely be there, and he was. I said, I think Harrison's going to be there. I was like, oh, you're nuts. There's no way he's going to be there. I was like, why? I said, he's got to endorse the movie. Right. He's got to. I'm like, it's going to look weird if he doesn't. And he wasn't there. I'm like, that's weird. And then he shows up the next day, and I was like, okay, well, that was his endorsement. Yeah. It's just it, it, Harrison Harrison Ford is this guy like he's got the grumpy thing but like yeah. I don't think he cares that much 
I don't think he wanted to see it just because it's like not his shtick. I don't, right. I don't know. He's always been respectfully different from Star Wars. Right. Until yeah. Force Awakens. Until then Force he, Awakens. He jumped he back in, it. but I know what yeah. you say. Where, like, you want to go watch the solo? Nah, no, I'm going to go. I don't need to. I don't need to. Right. Go Get off my theater. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, that's everything in the world of Star Wars movie news. Now we're going to shift on over to the bit we simply call What's the Deal with Canon? Everything happening in the world of Star Wars that links back to the movies, but they do it through the video games or TV shows, comic books, novels, whatever it is we're going to talk about it. Ken, what do you got first? All right, let's start with uh, what a lot of people were talking coming out of the solo premiere. The news that our friend Dan Casey over at Nerdist uh, pulled out of John Favreau about his TV show. And then there was like a kind of a misquote that Dan Casey was like, oh, yeah. guys, I misspoke. But it's still kind of the same time frame. Uh, John Favreau, you kind of mentioned he's got what he says half the script's done and that this will take place the, the TV storyline will take place seven years after the Battle of Yavin originally put out there seven years after the Battle of yeah. Endor so doing the math you know I was I actually been looking on canon timelines how long is the Galactic Civil War it's safe to say that four to five year range right there. aftermath yeah. the Battle of Jakku is about 18 months after the Battle of Endor you're looking in the, the post Chuck Wendig right. aftermath series it's there, the timeline. building of the of the New Republic and yeah. how and that, that's great because we didn't get to see that and any of that in uh, obviously Force Awakens. We saw the destruction of the New Republic, yeah. but we didn't see how they built themselves mm-hmm. back up. So that's a very smart way to do it, and it can go years upon years upon years. What I was shocked about, and I turned to you when we mm-hmm. were at the premiere, mm-hmm. so and our, our friends over at Star Wars show, they, they, they did an amazing job covering that entire thing. Both Say um, it right, say it right. What? The Star Wars show. That's for you to do. <laughs> and then I thought Andy and Anthony did a great job yeah. um, hosting that entire thing. Anthony gets Favreau. Up on that stage. Yeah. And he's talking to him. And I turn to you. I go, ask him about the TV show. Yeah. Ask him about the TV show. You got him. And I'm like, then I'm thinking to myself, maybe they don't want him to talk about it yet. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. they're not asking him about it. And then Favreau is like looking. And you see him kind of waiting. And then he goes, yeah, but I'm working on my show. Yeah. And I, and I just finished six episodes. Huh? And then Carboni switches and doesn't ask him any follow-ups. And I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what's it about? What's it about? And then he just like asks him about like the Lion King and all this stuff, which is great to, to yeah. ask about. But I'm like, where is it? I'm like, and then I'm thinking maybe they didn't want him to talk about I, it. I'm at sure all. they got those cards with the talking points, and I'm sure that's Bob Iger was in, in Carboni's ear going, Don't mention the show. Maybe. I'm gonna talk that, about that on a phone thinking. call. But then but when when fat, right, there was no follow-up to it, and I'm like, oh they're never not gonna find out. And then thank God for Dan Casey, who then, who then <laughs> <laughs> asked him on the thing, and then Favreau for so many reasons. Thank but, God, yeah, man, but then, Casey. but but then he, yeah, but then he answers it. It's happened after Jedi. Um, we kind of, we, you and I, have been speculating that for mm-hmm. for or at least a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I still, I'm a little surprised that it's. After I get, I, I, but I, th- I thought it was in that window, going to be in that window, maybe that uh, little bit before the events of New Hope, a little bit before after the events of right. Return of the Jedi. Definitely that window, and and I, I still think, I think he, he even mentioned in that interview. He's very proud of, uh, as he should be, of being the voice of Pre Vizsla, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian. I, I still, I still think Mandos could factor in some of this stuff too. I like that idea. I uh, shameless plug to my YouTube channel, uh, the, the Jovenshire. Uh, I actually did talk about the timeline. So we know that it's going to be centered around new characters, and we're going to see mm-hmm. a lot of new faces. I am convinced that we will definitely 100% get Boba Fett in this yeah. live oh, action yeah. show. Oh, yeah, definitely. You like I, that, I, yeah? I think, well, well like wait him. a minute. The only thing with that is that that's when they have to then say he survived. I think well, they even say it in like the books and stuff well, that he did survive. It's Aftermath, it's like it. the, the character of Cobb Vanth is wearing his armor, but it's, right. it's assumed it's, you don't know. We don't uh, well, no, it, 
this was a while ago, maybe a year and a mm-hmm. half ago. I'm pretty sure Disney came out and said that uh, the books, obviously beforehand, yeah. not canon. Right. But Boba Fett surviving is canon. No, they didn't make that announcement. They didn't say that? No, no, no. There was, right. what Ken's You're thinking about, of Shaquille O'Neal. He was in, <laughs> no, what, in, the, in the novel that Ken was talking about in Aftermath, with the, one of the canon novels, mm-hmm. it's hinted that he survived. Yeah. Um, there's, and I think that Pablo Hidalgo kind of hinted at it as well, but there's been no clear-cut confirmation yet. But if you're going to do it in the TV series, why not do, why not do a Boba Fett angle for He's, sure? He definitely can't be... The main character no. of a show. No, they'll be brand new characters. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if they, there, there's the other show we don't know what it's about. Um, like, if they did decide to put him in the TV world, uh, you just can't be. You can't have a main character that never takes off his mask. Because right, if you do, right. then you need to make sure that you have uh, that Morrison back, Tomorrow, right? Yeah. Because Boba Fett, like little baby Boba Fett. Yeah, 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 you like could him, probably right? put Daniel Logan in there because I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, and, and again, you don't necessarily need to have. His mm-hmm. helmet off. You don't, because I think that, that that's what made Boba Fett so mysterious. Well, in the we say that, ones. but then you have Hollywood going like, "Ah, oh, you got to give the character his face time." Some, I mean, again, with, with that particular character, I don't know. Mandalorians can keep on their armor, or maybe they don't. Whatever it might mm-hmm. be, there's another angle that they could play, like the Dread Pirate Roberts. You know, that mm-hmm. someone else picks up the mm-hmm. the, uh, the Bo- be really Boba fun. Fett mantle. Whatever it might be, I think it, it blends back into will. Even though we know that with this series taking place afterwards, that we're going to get brand new characters. And I think very similar to what they did in Rebels, where you're going to see characters that appear. I think you're going to have to get uh, an actress to play a younger Princess Leia. I think you're going to have to get a younger actor yeah. to play uh, Luke. Because maybe Sebastian Stan, by the way, yeah. Yeah. has been the one who's been mentioned. <laughs> right. And he's been in television. He's just in, he was just in I'm Dying Up Here. He's... Mm-hmm. he's, he's all over the place. You put side by side. He looks just like Mark Hamill, for God's sakes, right. back back then. And why not have him like, a couple episodes with him running around as as Luke Skywalker? Not for the lead. I think. You, yeah, but yeah. There's so much you can branch off to because we got to see the formation, the politics, and Star Wars when done right is great. Yeah. And the books have proven that. Let people like Claudia Gray and Chuck Wending. And all these people, like, give them a shot at writing some of these episodes, too. I know yeah. Favreau's writing a bunch of them to start, yeah, yeah. but we're going a lot of episodes here. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm, I'm really fascinated and becoming more and more fascinated by the show. And I, you, you I were early on. It. You were like, I, I, I think I, sometimes I'm more excited about the show than the movies just because of the potential, mm-hmm. the possibility of the yeah. timeline and the stories. So I've, I've actually gone even more so with that. Yeah. I think that, and it's, I think, and, and it's because you only have so much limited time with a movie. You got two hours to tell this story in, in solo, right? You got, right. and then you have two hours to wrap up this thing for for episode nine. But in this story, in this, you look at, I mean, look at, and again, I bring up Cobra Kai, I bring up uh, Stranger Things, bring up all these shows that have hit because you take a character and you just expand it and right, you right. let and you just let it like flourish yeah. and and that's what this is going to do if they have done right yeah. and by putting all the lore and and really i i think the star wars television show if done correctly could be one of the greatest things that they've done in the lore of star wars in general i 100 percent. and with john favreau backing it up who's just one of my favorite directors it's just it's a great combination of many things put together yeah i agree um and because you know what another reason why is because let's this is the benefit of what the television series has. Right. If the first two open up and just kick your ass, right? Right. And the third one stinks. Let's say the third episode is like, ah, it wasn't a good episode. But I can't wait for the fourth one. 
that's, that's streaming right afterwards, and you forget about it. As opposed to where the movies, you're waiting two more years if you didn't like the movie that came out, and it's like, ah, movie stinks. Ah, and I don't even know if I want to see another Star Wars movie because you can't stream it right yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Well, that's it's really interesting because I don't think – have they announced yet are they going to do an episode dump or will they, they do a weekly they thing? Because uh, Netflix is moving more and more into like every week you'll get a new thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's a few shows that do it now. That's a great. That's a great. Yeah. How, would, how do I want to consume that? I, I want to knock I, it all out. You you do, knock I don't. Out. I really? want time in between. I, I want to soak up every episode. I, I'm such a big Game of Thrones guy that I think I, I like the patience of waiting week yeah. to week. See, yeah. for me, Game of Thrones, I get. I, I'm like. I try to. I, I can't do it because of all the damn spoilers, especially what yeah, yeah. we do, but I want to build them up on my DVR and yeah. then say. Okay, I'm gonna watch them all now. If, if, but it's, yeah, and a lot of people go, "You're out yeah. too." I guess. I mean, uh, that's why I did Stranger Things. But yeah. it, it works. I, I think something like Game of Thrones, you kind of do need to binge because, in that particular case, there's there's a lot of stretching with it. Like, yeah. And so it's like, okay, I didn't cover really anything in one episode. It's like I'm waiting for the next thing still. Whereas if you have like just a strong story and and every episode really kind of gives you a beginning, middle, and end, and you can be like, "Cool, this was this episode. Now I want the right. next episode." And I guess it depends on on how it's on how it, it's shot, how the tone is. Um, but yeah, give me it all as one big ten hour movie. You know, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Here's the great thing: you win either way. You're gonna win either <laughs> yeah, way. It's true. You, to, right. you will have all of that in your face. All right, what's next? Uh, hey, Battlefront oh, Two. You uh, like the video games? I played the Battlefront yeah. Two. Uh, I know this game's been maligned at times. Mm-hmm. Loved the recent uh, limited time event of the Ewok Hunt. It was great. It was one of my favorite things. Run around either shooting Ewoks or being uh, or killing stormtroopers as an Ewok. The big Han Solo patch is coming on out. Uh, season update patch notes. Uh, I-, I won't go through the details, but we got uh, heroes and villains, some improvements and, and additions to Captain Phasma, Luke Skywalker, force powers like push, dash, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, we got some uh, dual hand lightning. Ooh, I love that Lando. Uh, Iden Versio stuff. We don't forget it's a great character you can play on there too. Solo. And a lot of other things. Classes, special units, and vehicles. They're doing a lot here. Yeah, they're, they're fixing a lot of yeah, things. Yeah. Which it looks is great. And even stuff for Ewok Hunt. So maybe they're right. going to bring yeah. that back and maybe permanently uh, uh, make that addition. I know you don't play as much, but Joe and Shad does. The big thing to take away here is uh, we aren't getting new characters. I, I'm, I'm actually a little bummed about this yeah. particular DC. I am a big fan of the game. I loved it when it came out. I understood the problems that EA had uh, made, mm-hmm. and I get the, the fans' uh, take on it. Outside of that, I loved the game. I thought it was a very well-done game. It was beautiful, fun to play, and the, yeah. the characters and everything. The modes were great. And I, and I don't know if I hyped it up so much in my own head that I wanted it to go a very particular direction with the seasons and how they were going to do their DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did like a video where I was like, all right, make each season based on a, one of the previous episodes. So mm-hmm. one through six, do six seasons, each one introducing new characters to it. Uh, before this, the last time we saw DLC was, uh, it, again, it wasn't a new character. It was just a new outfit for Luke. And now we have, I think, a new outfit for, for Leia, which is the, the Boosh. Yeah, the, ba- uh, the I, Bausch. We Bausch. always joke the Bausch Boosh outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Lando in his uh, Jabba Palace attire, because mm. that's the new map is Jabba Palace. And then I think a new Han Solo uh, skin. I don't want new yeah. skins. I right. want skins are great. New characters. There, there should have been more. Like, if you wanted yeah. to win back the fans, because right now, if they announced Battlefront 3, if they announced it at E3 this year, fans would be so upset. 
I think even if you did it next year and you announced it at Celebration, I think fans would be upset. People are done with Battle for me. Yeah, they want you to need to Star win Wars. the fans yeah. back by giving them a lot. Well, well we, we got to give them a different game. Characters. You got to give us a different game. Yeah, we need I mean, a new game, definitely. Yeah. Because, like you guys said, for Battlefront, to which you, I, I only got Battlefront two for the story. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only which, reason I got it. I watched uh, it. And it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I, I, I watched the story, and then I was done. I don't even think I've, I've played it. Not just because that's never. I've been more in the RPG type of stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I want to see. And when they announced that kind of, um, what was it? The the Nathan Drake. Uh, Uncharted. 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 With that Uncharted type of story for Star Wars, when that was going to be developed, I was all on board. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, let's see. And then that fell apart. It's like, so what's what's next in the storytelling, in the gameplay? Because I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of done with it. So I agree with you. If they announced Battlefront 3, I think people are going to go, eh. Yeah, the yeah. last few years at E3, there's always like hints at these other games, and then some stuff got shut down, and we weren't getting some stuff, and... I, I'm pretty positive that this year we'll see new titles announced because yeah. they, they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just this patch is good. The game is great. They there needed to be more though. They just yeah. they, I think they really fell short with this. And if this is their season pass just to line up with 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 the solo movie. And then we if they're just lining up with movies, the next one's. Episode right. nine, and that's right. way too far. I don't know. They I, need I agree. More. Give me a General Grievous, a pre- prequel overlord. Yes! Give me that kind How of stuff. How is that not in the yeah. game? Like yeah. that is just bonkers to me yeah. like that is from day one that is what mm-hmm. people have been asking for so how do you win yeah. your fans back you give them what they want do it. they still make bonkers ca- uh, candy i don't know do but now that? i'm hungry for candy do you, do you remember, remember bonkers the uh, the cartoon yeah. no but i remember bonkers candy you ever oh, had bonkers candy, candy? it's really good all right anyway sorry what's next hey we're gonna talk a little bit of the star wars comics though uh as i keep saying every every week it's a breakaway i'm a little behind on the yeah. comics but it's Thrawn, hard to keep up yeah it's hard Thrawn number four is out this is the great adaptation of the new timothy zahn novels uh, of Thrawn, the, the first one. Thrawn Alliances is coming out. We'll see if they do a comic adaptation for that as well. But oh, so it is just that. This is just an adaptation, yeah. but little wrinkles here and there. And I, I think, uh, and, and Jody Hauser's right, and she does such a great job of, of really, for me, I loved the Thrawn. I liked the Thrawn novel, didn't love it. And part of that is because I got bogged down a little bit. It is like Thrawn, slow and methodical. That's not a bad thing. I just personally was like, eh, this kind of, it, it tosses out some of the fluff and gets right to the story. And, and Jody Hazard does a great job writing the story. So yeah. highly recommend it. I'm actually very much anticipating well, and And even outside of Thrawn, like, I think one of the, the, the things that I've been the most excited about with Star Wars since the Disney takeover have been the comics. Comics have been great. Uh, the comics, mm-hmm. like, the the, va- the first run of Vader was phenomenal. The Lando comics. Have you read the new run of Vader? I haven't oh, yet. So I'm kind of waiting to, for it to, to finish my, and then get them all again. It's my favorite. Really? Like Better than the first one? Yeah. And I like oh, the first, oh, yeah. The first, the first, the first, good, first one went on like this. This is amazing. That had, like, a kind of a really sci-fi thing that it picked back up. This has just been nonstop, okay. like, great stuff with lore. Thrawn... Thrawn, I've really enjoyed um, a lot. I did read this this mm-hmm. issue, and it was pretty cool for those people who didn't read the, the novel itself. But for, actually, for those who did, going, oh yeah, I remember that. Like right. absolutely, and that plays in. Oh, and then they kind of spun it this direction because it's about Thrawn and Eli and 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 doing their mm-hmm. doing their thing together, and um, and watching how he kind of builds up and the, and Tarkin. I remembered that scene so yeah. vividly in the actual novel, and then they kind of play it in this comic. So it's a good way that if you're not going to read the novel, that it does tell you all these things. I think that it's a it's a must read for those who, if you're a yeah. Thrawn fan, you want to learn, but you don't want to maybe read the entire novel. Also, right. the audiobooks for all the Star Wars books yeah. are fantastic. All of them except Last Shot. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So I haven't heard that one yet. So don't, don't, don't yeah, go that one. Not that gotcha, one. Gotcha, read, gotcha. read that one. Um, but, but I agree. Mark Thompson, who does that, that one, he does a little bit of last shopping. Okay. Um, is that everything? That is everything in canon, right. Christian. That is everything in canon. And now I'm going to throw to our resident um, uh, Vanna White-ish kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So before we do that, I forgot about that. So how could I forget about this? On June 2nd, I forgot. <laughs> Who's I yelling at you? Everyone yells at me. Um, it's I usually like Adam Smith. June, <laughs> June, June 2nd, we have a big Star Wars match between... Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, Joseph Scrimshaw from Force Center, and from Force Center and this very show, Jedi Council, Kylo Ken, Ken Knapsack, going one-on-one-on-one on one on one to battle Sam Witwer for the Star Wars Championship. Nice. Whoever wins that match will play Sam Witwer at the Collider Collision. And here's a little promo for you guys. Shirewolves owe us lunch money, and we will be taking it at that event. Whitworth, the system, the clock, Harlock, none of these guys can get in front of my destiny. All right, so get your tickets now. Schmodownlive.com. They we're running out. I think we got about fifty maybe left out of uh, possible three hundred. So get your tickets now if you want to see that match. And of course, the main event: Team Action versus the Shirewolves. But now our resident Vanna White is here. Hello, Roca Fed. Hello. How are hello, you? hello. Thank nice you, Christian. Thank you. I would say resident Pat Sajak. I don't look as oh, good in a dress right. as Vanna White does. But and Ken, good luck. You're, not, you're going to need it because Scrimshaw's going to wipe the floor with you. Oh. All right, so we've got a promo going on here. We want to wrap up our Chips Ahoy Xbox Sea of Thieves promotion. Some of you saw that on Movie Talk a couple of days ago. We're giving away our last two prize packages. Let's take a look at here what we got. We're going to open it. Yeah, a really cool little pirate's chest we got here. You get the Xbox Sea of Thieves game. You get an Xbox controller, your very own. And you get an Xbox movie game pass that is 12-month membership for free and Xbox Live 12-month membership for free. You also get a package of Chips Ahoy. Now, why do you get a package of Chips Ahoy? Because it's great, delicious Chips Ahoy inside, but also because you've got some uh, material here, or you've got some codes here that you can use in the game to bring you some downloadable content that you can enjoy in the Sea of Thieves game as well. And also, as if that isn't enough, you also get this, these awesome V-Moda gaming headphones with these distinct... Uh, gold plates on the headphones. You get the little uh, skeleton icon. You get a little Chips Ahoy icon. All of that in there. And if that wasn't enough, we wrap it all up by giving you a V-Moda Boom Pro microphone so you can play with your friends, listen to all their uh, uh, stuff they're going on. Because one of you will be the captain. Everyone else is on the ship as kind of under the captain, and you go on these missions together. So just want to give a big shout-out to Chips Ahoy and Xbox for doing this with us. Now, how do you enter, you ask? Well, here's how we're going to send out a tweet, all right? And with the tweet, we want you to retweet the tweet and quote it and say, I want to become a pirate legend. And remember to use the hashtag Thieves and hashtag Collider jedi council once again i want to become a pirate legend hashtag steve thieves hashtag collider jedi council thanks xbox thanks chips ahoy most of all for this incredible promotion christian gentlemen back to you thank you roca i can't wait to see which one of the guys at red letter media plays you okay so uh ken what's uh what's next on the uh, on the twitter surreal? 
Very cool. I can't wait. Very you cool. Know, I can't wait. All right. All uh, right. Uh, let's uh, let's go dive on <laughs> into the Twitter sphere. Uh, Alvin uh, Galbraith at Calv Galbraith is asking us this question with resistance and Favreau series both taking place between six and seven. Episode six and seven. Do you think there's a chance we could see characters from each series crossing over? Christian, you talk about canon connections and pulling them in. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's all, you. I think they need to because it's it's how you get like you you get your bumps in in viewership with that. It's like oh here's the episode where you see Lando or here's the episode you see Boba yeah. Fett. Like it's it's going to happen. Yeah, but I think even more so some of the original characters that they create in Filoni's series could pop up even if it's like a little Easter eggs and stuff mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. where they can kind of combine them in and put there's someone brand new because they're t- same time period and you mm-hmm. have someone brand new in Filoni's series and then because Filoni's going to be kind of transferring people over he might be let's say he directs an episode which I believe he's very much going to do a Favreau show that he knows that he wants to bring this character in from the animation and develop them further in the uh, in the live action series it absolutely well, can have this it's so much fun I, I wonder if they would uh, I think one of the things that the WB does really well with their Arrowverse are the crossover events mm-hmm. and if they did right. a crossover between the two like that I think is that's Boom. They, they did it once in the com- they only done this once which I loved it was an episode of Rebels corresponded with a, a, an issue of the Kanan comic remember mm-hmm. the Greg Weissman comic and it worked so well like if you read that comic then it blended into the episode that was just in there be interesting if they, if they did that over because all the lore combines together maybe an event that happens in Filoni's series then corresponds into uh, another event that happens in Favreau's series leading up to it why not why wouldn't they do it? what do you think I, I would love this kind of stuff and this is the way to do it I, I am I am I, I, I always understand where you're coming from the movies but I'm okay with the movies not being as deeply connected with some of the stuff because it's harder at times because a general public's watching it and going ah. but that, that's a I, I'm always going to come down on the side of connect it right. uh, but the TV shows is where I think you can really dig deep right. and connect it and have more fun with it and I would like to see even other characters from the comic, I'd love to see Ray Sloan uh, right, as she is right. out in the unknown regions of the First Order somehow in Resistance. I know a lot of people are wondering if Resistance is going to give us Snoke answers. I, w- I, I want Snoke answers, but I want Ray Sloan answers, the, and I'd love yes. that to stat. I agree with you because yeah. the difference, again, if going back to the point that I made before previously about, about the show, is that the other thing that these writers are going to have to do is fill 10 to 12 hours of television per right. season, Right. And if you have all this stuff, if Pablo Hidalgo and the and the team goes, well, look, we got all these characters that you can use, and if you're if you're running out of story there, well, why don't you connect it to this? Why wouldn't you? Because in a, yeah. in a two-hour movie, we don't have time for, to to put that yeah. person in there. We don't have time to connect that stuff. Yeah. We have so much time here, and we need to connect certain things. Let's bring in Sloane. Maybe instead of just having some random yeah. Imperial, because Sloane is very much active in that in that point. Well. No, she's in the Unknown Regions at that point. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying Favreau's show, Resistance. I think the, the establishment of the First Order at some point will get that answer. I don't think this is the focus. Right. Resistance is, Maybe. Is, right. is a different kind of focus. Favreau's series is a different kind of focus. Right. But, you know, like, she's out there. She's oh, right. part of the... That's you, right. That's yeah, right. no, she's part of it. I know. The, believe me, timelines get confusing. No, my timeline is confused because that's, that's right. Because, you know what, now that I say that, because they're not in that same time period, because Favreau's, Favreau's series is like, 
four or five years after Jedi. You got maybe twenty years. Yeah. So it's harder to connect. But I'm saying You'll overall, be older and stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, right. but you know, you got you know Major Emot in in in, in Force Awakens right. and Last Jedi. He's right. a rebel. He fought with the rebels. So you could have those type type of connections could That's be right. going on. We just need Aura Singh and Dash Rendar to show up. That's all we need. <laughs> That's all we really I'll, t- I'll take your R sing. I'll toss uh, Dash out of the ship. You're not, you're not a Dash fan? Never been a Dash Rendar fan. Dash fan. fan. It, it's a, it's a, he's just a clone he, Han Solo. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right. What's next? All right. This is Brandon Porter, and I think this is from, from the Collider Jedi Council Facebook group. You can go there, request access. It's a fun little group there. Uh, you can also join the Knights of Ken if you're a fan oh, of yeah. my Schmodown work. I really enjoy it when Star Wars has military battles set on various locations, like the Force setting of Endor or the setting of Hoth. What are your thoughts on potentially having water combat in a Star Wars film as a battle set on a primarily aquatic planet uh, with both sides uh, use boats or underwater craft, etc., etc., all that kind of stuff. Look, I love my wars sometimes even more than I like my lore in Star Wars. Absolutely. Uh, Kamino, go back there and have a modern battle there. It's one of my favorite things about Battlefront that's not in yeah. the water, oh, but yeah. we're fighting on Kamino oh, and man, you got the you water. Starfighter Assault on Kamino, yes. it's great you're flying through, flying the, through the water and everything. It's great. It's great. But now, hear me out before I say this. Okay. Now, but because it, it, when you hear the reference, you're like, "Whoa, what?" I'd rather see it shot more like Waterworld than something like Camino, because Camino is so CGI-ish that yeah, I, yeah, no, I lose yeah, it. Yeah. I want to see like actual water fights to where it looks like they're actually like a new fight, water planet, yeah. but they're actually fighting on the water. Water and actually, yeah, and it's like it's on set, and yeah. and it's like they're really battling in water. I love to see that and even underneath, and I don't want to see shark people. No, thank you. Like you uh, Clone Wars. Griff, uh, was it Riff Tampson? Yeah, that's not Good. one of my favorite Star Good. Wars characters. I, I actually don't know if I would want any of this, okay. only because I don't think it fits the the tone and the pace of what a Star Wars movie should mm-hmm. have. Uh, for example, Star Trek is, is is normally done more like a submarine movie would mm-hmm. be done. It's a little more slower paced. It's a it's a little more tactical, and there, there's again, it has its tone and it has its style. Versus Star Wars, which is it's not as slow paced as a submarine movie. It's a, a lot more action packed mm-hmm. at times, and and I think that if you were to do something that's a little more true to uh, aquatic combat, unless there's pirates and ships and go boarding back and forth, I don't know if it's the right move to make. I understand what you're saying, but yeah, I understand. But yeah, the mon- stuff on Moncala, the Moncala the stuff is, I mean, the, but it the doesn't they had on Moncala was great. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't hear to the rules you're talking about too. It's like, what? How do you do it? How you yeah, do just, it? Yeah, just just like just like two ships going after each other. No, yeah. but like people like in packs and people who can breathe underwater and shoot underwater and things like that nature because of all the aliens. Yeah, like you don't have to just you- keep them in ships because of the different. Do you Racist remember when G.I. Joe and Cobra fought underwater and those big eels kept coming out of it like that? Yeah, that was the only thing in that G.I. Joe movie, the first movie that came out. That, that it, I still don't like either one of them, but, but yeah. that battle, <laughs> that battle underwater was was pretty. Yeah, cool. I think I think it was uh, it was an homage to that that yeah, uh, special series, the, 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 the GI Joe uh, series the, yeah. before the cartoon came out, where they fought underwater. Two more, I'm telling you. Two All more. right, two more, two more. Okay, let's go uh, to Justin Valdera again on Facebook. Do you think it's possible that Star Wars could make a horror film within the universe, like an uh, underbelly Sith type horror film? Uh, genres in Star Wars, we hear a lot. Hey, Solo's a, a heist Western. Western. We hear all these kind of things. Jabba the Hutt would be a gangster Godfather type of film. Uh, people like the idea of genre Star Wars. Is it possible? I mean, sure. I mean, look, the comic books did it before during Legends. They did mm-hmm. kind of those zombie that zombie Star Wars. Is Death it, Troopers. I think is that it, book. Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible? 
Yes, but we're, you're, you're talking 10, 15, 20 years down the line because yeah. they're, they're, they're going to be focusing on these types of stories they're making now for a long time. Again, unless they start going two a year, I think you have a better shot on seeing one of the, the, the Favreau series have a more scarier tone mm-hmm. on one of the episodes. Um, yeah, like than, a, just, just an episode. Yeah. 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 Because I, I think to use this as an example with the New Mutants movie where it was then right. being posed as like a horror movie, people are like, whoa. I don't want the X-Men horror. Like, mm-hmm. I like horror and I like X-Men. Those two don't go together. And people might like the genres for, for Star Wars movies, but at the same time, like, Solo's like a heist Western movie. Like, that works for Star Wars. Right. You, you have to change the tone up completely to do uh, to do a horror movie in the Star Wars. I, just, I, I don't think it works. Yeah, it just depends on how they set it up. And, I mean, mm-hmm. like, if you look at it, like, Darth Maul's character in right. the first, in Phantom Menace, was... A scary character, yeah. but it wasn't in a horror film. Yeah. But if you had him, uh, some of the stuff they did on Clone Wars with the witches and you know, the, and the Night Sisters, Night Sisters yeah. and all that stuff, they they could make that scarier, and you yeah. could put it in more of like kind of a thriller type episode. But an overall horror, I mean, I never say never because there's so much open yeah. material. Uh, you want you want Star Wars horror. Go to Ewok Hunt on Battlefront. <laughs> and when you hear in the background as you're a stormtrooper, you start yeah. sweating, your heart goes, you're those little Ewoks. Well, but that thing, though, you know, you bring up the Ewok, the Ewok movie, right? The oh, first, yeah, the, the first Gorax. Ones. Scary. That, that big thing at the it's end, Gorax. is that what that was? The Gorax? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing was scary when I was a kid. That Because yeah. it was like, he's like the size of a building. It's yeah. huge. Anyway. Uh, yeah, last he, one. He is, he's in the Forces of Destiny. Uh, the oh, season. is he really? Yeah. Yeah, Gorex is oh, yeah there. Great. But wow. no teak. I'm sorry, Nathan Hamill. No yeah. teak yet. Well, Mace. Uh, <laughs> Melissa Rose closes out her show with a big question here. Is it possible that Luke, as in Skywalker, was not meaning Rey will be the last Jedi, but that it will be Kylo going to the end of The Last Jedi here? Uh, no chance. No chance. Yep, no chance. I don't think so. I, I don't think no. they'll they'll mirror it. I actually, because the, the way that the movie also ended, I think it wasn't even Rey or Kylo. I think it was just saying that, no, nah, Jedi's going to rise again. Like, this is, get ready. Jedi's yeah. are about to come back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, agree with that through the starting of Rey. I, yeah, I, I think, both I think there's a lot more that we're going to reveal about Rey in episode nine. So that's all I got. Okay. There you go. Um, that's it. That is our show for today. I'd like to thank our guest, Jovenshire. Where can I find you? Uh, YouTube.com slash The Jovenshire. Instagram, Twitter, the same thing. The Jovenshire. I cover all things movies, geek culture, gaming, all that fun stuff in one place. Kylo Ken, what's the latest and greatest? Hey, you can follow me at Catnapsuck and twitch.tv slash Catnapsuck is where I am training for the Star Wars movie trivia showdown. All this week, I've been jumping on for about an hour, hour and a half, and uh, people come in and toss questions at me. Uh, I'm getting ready for that June 6th, uh, June 2nd uh, event at the El Portal Theater here. Tickets are left. Go to schmodownlive.com to, to see it. And I'll tell you what, Christian, I'll yeah. tell you what, a little rusty. Are you a little rusty? I need more help. Yeah, well, I tell you what, though. I think that we're, we might throw. I got to talk to Skliski and get uh, and get that solo some solo questions prepared. I, I, I you know, I, I think we, I think it's up to you and Skliski. We got to put, <laughs> put a solo slice on that wheel for um, for June second. But once again, if you guys are Star Wars fans and you live in the area and you can make it June second, schmodownlive.com. Tickets are almost gone, and once we sell out. We might be on tour in somewhere. Maybe we're in Chicago. Maybe we're in Detroit. Maybe we're in Cincinnati. Who knows? But it's up to you guys. Sell us out. We only have two weeks left. you got to do it today. I'd like to thank our guest again. And for Kylo Ken, I'm Christian Harloff. See you next time. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. 
you know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba.